Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and today, for the first time ever, our first three-way, our first threesome, we don't have one guest, but we have two very special guests, Grant Simon, top producing mortgage branch manager, 30 plus year veteran of the mortgage industry. Florida Realtor Educator of the Year 2015, and his lovely friend, they're not married, actually they are married, but not to each other, (laughs) (laughs) thank goodness, but Florida Realtor Educator of the Year 2013, Mm -hmm. best-selling author, coach, educator, realtor, real estate investor, Cynthia DeLuca. Grant and Cynthia, welcome to the Loan Officer Podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. And before we even begin, I got to tell Dustin, you know, I love you and I love what you're doing. So keep up the good work. Oh, thank you. Yes. And if you're tuning in for the first time, let's go ahead and get this knocked out now. If you're tuning in for the first time, we are everywhere. Okay. We are on YouTube at the Loan Officer Podcast. We're on Spotify at the Loan Officer Podcast. How about Apple? Yep. We're on Apple iTunes at the Loan Officer Podcast. Hey, Grant, if you went on TikTok, Facebook, or Instagram, where do you think you'd find us? I think I'd find you all of those places. At the Loan Officer Podcast. LinkedIn, I'm Dustin Owen. He's Grant Simon. She's Cynthia DeLuca. We're all on LinkedIn. And the podcast is also on LinkedIn, at the Loan Officer Podcast. I wish I knew how to get on TikTok and even watch it. I'll figure that out. I am not allowed to get on TikTok. (laughs) If I want to see what John Coleman has posted for the Loan Officer Podcast on TikTok, I have to ask my 13-year-old daughter. Yes. And I need to go ask my son. Yeah, yes. My 15-year-old son. So, yes. So is it too old-fashioned to be on the web anymore, Dustin? I <laughs> yeah. mean, is that just passe? I think that's just assumed that um, you are. Like, it's it's kind of like, yeah. um, I don't know, driving a car. So the Loan Officer Podcast, does it have a, it has a website? Not yet. It, it's Not yet. Real. John it's Coleman's coming. dragging his feet on that one. Yes, I've I've requested from John Coleman <laughs> that uh, that right. that he's at least gone out and we've secured TLOP online. Okay. So someone already owned TLOP.com. So we did TLOP online. I like it. He's a negotiator. Dot, yeah. dot com. And he is working with um, a friend of the show, a guy by the name of Dennis Miller. Shout out to Dennis. And he and Dennis are actually working on a website. I would have liked that website to be up by like yesterday, but I guess things take time. You can't just like say, oh, I want a website and tomorrow it happens. So they're telling me it'll be up by like end of June. So Cynthia, if they want to find you online, how do they find you online? It's pretty easy. CynthiaDeLuca.com. And then conversely for myself, it's GrantSimon.com. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. And then We're to find simple. you, Dustin, how do they find you online? Well, well DustinOwen.com. All right. So we've yes. all. So we're, we are all we branded. covered. And, and you know, that's a great segue into branding. It's a great segue into branding and actually into one of Cynthia's books. And I think kind of what I want to talk about, like we have two top producers from the mortgage side, right? We have a Three. top oh, two. mortgage two. side, mortgage, mortgage side. side, one top producer from the real estate side, uh, two fantastic educators, one author, right? And someone sitting in this chair who aspires one day to be a good educator, right? So like, how do we teach the audience, anyone who's tuning in, how they can stand out from the crowd? Right, because obviously I use this show as a way to stand out, as a way to give back. Grant, you've used your your educating as a way of standing out. Cynthia, your 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 penmanship, your authoring, your your books, a way to stand out. Like, what does standing out from the crowd mean to you? And 
Let's tell some stories about how you've witnessed people do the exact opposite from standing out in the crowd so that people can learn from it. You know, I, I really learned it uh, from Jack Welch of GE when he wrote a book straight from the gut. And in his book, he talks about differentiation. And I think differentiation is so critically important. And I think that's what you're referencing there is like how to be different. Because if you're in the herd, you're not going to be the standout person if if you're differentiating yourself if you're excelling then that's when you're going to be noticed so what would you say to that yeah so you know i think a lot of what we have seen is uh as instructors and traveling and various speaking uh, opportunities and whatnot that we have is so many people think that they're standing out just by saying what they do but there's so much competition these days that what you do doesn't differentiate you so it's how you do it it's what you do different you know i always go back and refer to chick-fil-a who would have ever thought that a fast food restaurant, you could go sit down, eat a chicken sandwich, you know, spend the money that we spend on that food, but they would walk around the lobby and offer you refills on the drinks, which they don't make any more money doing that. They actually lose money, but it's part of that experience. So I think part of what makes people stand out is the experience that they allow the consumer to have as they're offering their financing or selling them a house or, you know, any industry really for that matter. So there's a reason why Walt Disney has been so successful. Right? They create this experience when you go there and you enjoy it. So I always look to what the individual does. So for myself, like real estate, uh, how you can make that better, how you can make it different, and how you can make it fun along the way, really. Now, this is going to be fantastic because we have not done, we're on episode 120-something. We haven't done something like this. Like, we do a lot of how-tos, right, or we do a lot of um, entertaining. But, like, this is going to be a show where, regardless of your industry, it's going to resonate across the board because we're going to talk about how do we stand out, mm -hmm. right? And I love what you said, um, and I think I know you're going with this because I've witnessed this. Like, don't tell me what you do, right? Like, I've seen people in my profession, the mortgage industry, they'll go and sponsor an event. And they'll sponsor an event. Like, here in Orlando, there's this really cool event called Orlando Real Producers. Mm -hmm. It's basically a magazine, and then they hold a monthly uh, educational series at a really cool trendy bar restaurant. It's a great networking event. Shout out to Aaron Luden who puts it on. And there's a Real Producers in just about any market. So if you're in the mortgage and real estate space, check out Real Producers in your market. But um, one of the benefits of being a vendor or a sponsor of that event is you get to talk. You get to speak. But then people get up there and they just start talking. And I know they're going with um, what they know and they're probably nervous and they're probably not educated and they haven't watched an episode like this one or how it's going to be. And it's like, well, yeah, we have this VA loan and this FHA loan. And hmm. I'm like, well, everyone does. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm not going to work with you because of your product. You know, tell right. me something about you that's going to make you more relatable to me or what's going to make me want to go talk to you. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and, and I'm hoping today you all can share your 30 plus years experience. How many years has it been, Grant? <laughs> How many years has it been? Out of fingers uh, I, I to like count. to keep. I, I like the 30 number. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't want to get into the 40 number. So, but, so full yeah. disclosure, Grant and I met because we worked together uh, like five years ago. We worked together for like four years, and um, at, there was a point that our offices were only like two apart. And that was the best four years of your life, right? <laughs> it was the best four years of his life, at least. I mean, hey, um, but, but it goes back to 
what you had said, fun. We yeah, had a lot we, of we, we, we had if he, the one thing he will say is, did we have fun in that four year? Oh, we we had period? a we had a ton of fun. Grant introduced me to Blanton's. Blanton's is a fantastic whiskey. <laughs> uh, that's for a whole nother episode. But no, um, Grant would would sit in his office, and Grant's a loud talker. I'm a loud talker, so we we constantly have to have our doors shut. Now we don't shut them. People come and shut them for us because we're talking so loud. But the running joke was. Well, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years, so that was five years ago, so, so. and I'm just wondering now, have, ha, has it hit 40 yet, or are we still working uh, with let, the number 30? Let's just say I, uh, 30 resonates with me, so. Okay. Uh, well, but we'll I want to go back to this. I want to go back to this, though, key point that Cynthia made, and, and, and two of the rules that, that I have whenever and wherever I speak, and this podcast is no exception. Two rules are very simple to follow. The first rule is we got to have some fun today, and I'm not worried about having fun with Cynthia and Dustin. So we got to have some fun today. And number two, we got to find some ways and help people to make some money. Yes. Because if we can have some fun and teach people how to make some money, then this podcast will stand out from the other podcasts because all I want to do is I told Dustin when he said, hey, I want you to be on the podcast. I said, Dustin, I only want to be on the 200, 250, or 300. I want a nice <laughs> even number. And I, I acquiesced. I came in and because we wanted to talk about some other special things like uh, teaching and continuing education and adding value and being a standout individual regardless of what you do yeah no i love that i love the fact that you want to make sure that we give some tie downs and takeaways to help people make more money and better themselves both professionally and and personally so i'll throw this one out there because it's a great tip and trick for someone to look into and it was the motivation behind today's episode but not what we agreed that we we're going to dive deep into so I've always respected Grant as a mortgage loan originator. One of the ways that Grant Simon helped himself stand out was he became a certified CE instructor to the real estate community. So Grant is invited to go and speak and teach courses to realtors who have to do continuing education. And he does it as Grant Simon, the instructor, right? You're not allowed to promote your particular brand while you're doing it. But ultimately what ends up happening is you stand up in front of them for four hours or four days and they see you for all of your knowledge and all your professionalism. Now you're a person of purpose. And ultimately what happens is those same people who sat through Grant's class, two weeks, two months, or two years later, reach out to him when they have a mortgage question or they have a client with a mortgage question. And I always thought for anyone tuning in from the mortgage industry, if you want to help yourself stand out, you may want to consider becoming a CE instructor. Mm -hmm. But something maybe, Cynthia, you can talk on is not everyone is equipped <laughs> to be a CE instructor. But, but let's roll it back first. And okay. Before you get there is, <laughs> you know, and, I, and, and Cynthia wrote a course just recently, and that course is about writing CE courses. Mm -hmm. And so, Cynthia, why don't you just briefly tell them a little bit about that course because then we can build on the CE piece. Yeah. But I think first, if you have any desire to, to be a presenter, to be an educator, you know, the first thing is, and uh, we were talking about this earlier, you better know what you're talking about. And, and quite frankly, a lot of people are just way too nervous. They don't know what they're talking about. They want to make it a commercial. And it's not about you. And this podcast isn't about us, it's about you, but we want to help them understand, hey, you add value, but you've got to have it in your heart. 
if you don't feel it, if you don't love it, mm -hmm. it's not going to work. But let's start from the very beginning. Cynthia, what would you say about CE courses and non-commercials and, and what your course adds to them? Well, and I think that's the, that's the start of it is we all have different backgrounds. We all have different experiences. And so, you know, I can't go out there and teach the mortgage side of it. I don't know that. And I don't even want to pretend to know that. Um, and vice versa, right? You probably don't want to teach somebody how to list a house. For I sale. get lost driving home. Do right. not ask me questions about real estate. Right. So I think, you know, because we all each have unique perspectives and, you know, you might have a mortgage officer watching that specializes in a bond program or, you know, something like that. And so they have unique knowledge that they need to figure out how do I share this with the world? And I'll tell you one of the best benefits I see from, from teaching and most instructors will tell you, I learn more in some of my classes than I think my students do. And so it really reinstills, it reinforces, you know, I mean, I can almost verbatim tell you what contract line something is on in our 13 page real estate sales contract because I've read it thousands of times. Because you teach it. Yes. Oh, if you want, if so... you want to be good at something, teach it. And if oh, you're yeah. afraid, you know, your first few times, you're going to be incredibly afraid. Yeah. But if you want to really be great at VA lending, teach a course on VA lending and you're going to find out what you know or you don't That's know. That's right, because so, they're going to ask you the questions and oh, you can't and figure your way through that. Oh, and then there's nothing worse than being in front of a crowd and you're always going to have that one person who thinks they're going to stump the instructor and quite frankly, <laughs> they could. It doesn't happen often, but I would uh, tell you it happens on, on a rare occasion. But it makes you better at what you do because I leave it those does. classes and I go back and I research and I look for oh, the yeah. law or I find that, you know. So I think that is the starting point is if you're going to teach and you're going to share, it's best when it's genuine and it's best when it comes from your heart, right? You sit here on a podcast, you are training already. You know, you're helping people learn from what you know and bringing in other people to share their experiences. And that's really, you know, all part of teaching and training. So it does start, I think, with a good foundation of materials and information that you can share that they can take away and put into action, like Grant said, to make money, right? Because that's how we're all successful, really. Yeah, and it's in, in the big takeaway and what I've learned throughout uh, my experiences as a professional is the person doing the speaking is the person who's standing out. Right. Yeah, there's so many times that um, I've witnessed, whether it's a real estate agent or, or a lender or an insurance agent, and they want to be a part of the event, and they're willing to sponsor it, but they're not willing to stand up and take a even a piece of the teaching. And I, and I tell them, like, look, it's good that you're spending the money. It's good that you're showing up, but you're missing the most mm -hmm. valuable aspect, and that's when you stand up, the person with authority, and you teach. Mm -hmm. Even if you just learned the subject or, or mastered the subject a few months ago in preparation, and I'm a firm believer I can only second and third what you said, if you want to learn anything in life, learn to teach it. Yeah. Um, but make sure you did it. Make right. sure you do so, it. Right. So. You've got to practice what you preach. I yes. agree with that. The audience can see right through that. But if you don't know your product inside and out, know yourself inside and out, and know why someone would want to use you or hire you, if you don't have that confidence and understanding, no one is going to hire you. So I think it's on the basis of no matter what industry you're in, you have to be the top at your industry because you know yourself and you know what sets you apart, what differentiates you. So I think finding that you know, some people call it a UVP or a unique value proposition. You have to find that value that you offer that's different. Why do so many people flock to Chick-fil-A at lunchtime? I mean, even when the, when the line is 20, 30 cars long, we still get in that line and we wait. Why? Because they, they just have it down pat, right? You well, know? And their, their sandwiches and their nuggets are <laughs> super yummy. And I really do like their Chick-fil-A sauce yeah. as well as their honey mustard. But yeah, no, you're right. And yeah. like, like I look at 
a line at Burger King. Well, Burger King would right. never have a line like that. <laughs> but let's assume they did. Then I'm thinking, oh, geez, it, it may be my hour lunch break may be gone. Mm-hmm. I look at Chick-fil-A and I'm like, oh, it's no big deal that the, the line is double wrapped around the building mm-hmm. because I know they have five competent mm-hmm. employees who are outside taking orders and I'm going to be able to get through this line in 12 to 13 minutes. And so why why do you trust them then with that huge line? It's because we trust them. Mm-hmm. So in other words, they've already proven to us that they can do it. That's what I call the wow factor. Okay. And I don't know if you remember the first time you went to a Chick-fil-A or the first time you went to any, not just Chick-fil-A, but any place that really wowed you. I never expected them to walk around and hand mints and wet wipes and refill your drink. And I'm like, where am I? What's, is there a hidden camera somewhere? Because you've never experienced that before that moment at a fast food restaurant. That's the whole level, taking it to Mm -hmm. a whole different level. But earlier we mentioned, you know, do you want to be instructed by an individual who hasn't ever practiced what they preached? Hell no. For example, in some of your courses, they talk about property management, or in some of my courses, I talk about uh, buying investment property or financing different properties. If I, if I wasn't a walking, talking real estate machine, if I hadn't owned a house and rented it out for 12 years and had the same tenant and didn't know about you know what it what it requires or what it does if you if you've got to have the stories and the stories have to be real Bingo. and so I am I I know in your classes Cynthia it's it's a story after story after story but they're real life examples and so would you rather take a course from who somebody's really walks the talk and really does it or do you want to just have but someone teach the course and right. And the difference is those who just teach the course, it's a commercial, it's an advertisement, it's not trying to add that value. It's not trying to make them money. It's not trying to make them better. And I think that's some of the differentiators of a standout agent. It's a differentiator for a standout loan officer is that we want to walk the talk every day. But service, you know, everybody gives good service. Everybody has good rates. I mean... It, you know, and, and quite frankly, commissions. You know, anybody can cut their commissions. You know, it's how well do they negotiate? How much do they read? You know, mm-hmm. that's one of the four-letter words. So, so I love this, Grant. Like, you're you're giving really great nuggets that you're dropping here. It's like when you are a sales or business professional, and you get an opportunity to speak, present, uh, let someone know what you do for a living. Keep in mind, don't make it about your service. Because A, that's lip service, and B, everyone's going to say that. Don't make it about your great pricing or rates, because why? That's lip service. Everyone's going to give that. And that's what they do, by the way. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an easy default. It's kind of like the consumer calling up a bank or lender, and they ask us, what's your rate? Well, they ask us, what's your rate? Because they don't know anything else. That's all they've ever been taught and trained. If you're a business and sales professional, and you've never been taught or trained a- appropriately, you're just going to lead with, well, I give great service, and I have great pricing, or I have great commissions. And it's like, no, you are no more than average and possibly below average if that's all you can lead with. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I do want to um, tie down because we, we kind of threw it out there that, hey, a good way to stand out is to become an instructor, possibly teach CE. But as I hear us speak and I try to put it all together, first thing that resonates is, but make sure you're at a place in your career right. where you can speak from the heart. Mm-hmm. You can tell real stories because you've experienced it. And you can speak from the mind because you prepared what you're going to do. So if you're newer in your career, maybe teaching CE courses is something that you make a 2024 goal. And you need to find other ways to stand out in front of the crowd 
2023 because you don't have the real life experience. You don't have the stories. You can't lead by example. Mm -hmm. You know, I say that a lot about what makes certain mortgage branches successful, certain real estate offices successful, certain a uh, buddy of mine runs a branch for Northwestern Mutual. They sell life insurance and do financial ad- advising. And what separates those people from, from the pack is some people say, well, do as I say. Other people say, no, do as I do. Like, it's real easy to lead when all I have to tell someone to do is just stand right behind me and put your feet where I've once put mine, and then you can get there. So what I want to do is, let's say someone is raising their hand right now and they're saying, yep, I'm there. Grant, Cynthia, I'm there. I'm really good at what I do. I can tell good stories. I'm willing to put in the time to prepare. How do I become a CE instructor? All right. What it What is the first step? Yeah, or, and or, or tell us how you know. Going back to when we first met, you know, a little wh- a while ago, you know, when you foggy. when when you were first when you were first beginning that path to become a an instructor and an educator, you know, what were the first you know, what did that, what did that first year or two look like? Well, I have to be honest, it was never on my radar and it was never a goal and I never ever thought I would be a public speaker. Were so you voluntold to do your first one? No, I happened by accident. Okay. But basically, I mean, now I've spoken in front of audiences as large as 13,000 people. And I never, if you would have told me that to myself back then in like 2000, 2000, I started in 2001 speaking, um, I would have said, you're crazy. I will hit the lottery and win that before I stand up in front of people and talk. I was extremely shy as a child. I'm still a huge introvert. But that's good to know. So that's I will really tell you. And most public speakers are introverts. Probably not Grant. I wouldn't count him <laughs> as an introvert. I, I was going to say, Grant and I may be a couple exceptions. <laughs> right. Yeah. Although but, I've never done 13,000. Yeah. And that's, I tell you, the, they say the biggest way to get over your fear is just to do it. And boy, that's true. I yeah. mean, that really what, is. Out of curiosity, so. what event was it? Um, it was a realtor event. Okay. And um, it was actually on a property management subject that I spoke about. And um, you know, like Grant said, you have to know what you're talking about because people will read right through that. So the downside of those big events is people can't ask you questions and it's not as interactive, but you have to know your material to be able to, to talk. Cause I think most people know when they're BSing their way through. So, yeah. so, what, so what forced you to become a C- so, uh, an instructor in general? I, I kind of accidentally, I was asked to go to, go to a class by um, someone at the association uh, to participate. It was a class on real estate assistance. And I had an assistant at the time. I was doing very well selling real estate and, and a top producer. And so I, I had an assistant. So we went, the instructor interviewed us for about 20 minutes and I left and I got a call the next week that said, Hey, we hear you want to be an instructor. And I went wrong number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, anyways, it just kind of fast forwarded and finally, my husband really pushed me into it and said, what do you got to lose? And I said, well, okay. And I think it does though. It, it instills, it, it reinforces what you know and how you know it. I'm a big fan for real estate professionals to know, just like in your industry, you have to know your industry inside and out. So I always say like the contract, he or she, who knows the rules of the game, wins the game. And I've been asked from so many other real estate professionals for things in a transaction that aren't in the contract. And so when you go back and say, no, read your contract, they don't realize, you know, I could have misrepresented my seller or my buyer had I not known that contract. So it's just knowing and understanding your business first inside and out and getting really, really good at what you do. And then I found that the nerves kind of go away. I haven't been nervous in a very years, I would say years. (laughs) The nerves are gone, you know. Yeah, gone. It's just something we feed off of. We could be actually, and, and you and I have spoken about this, we could be sick in our hotel room 
the day of, the night before, and you get on stage and you're suddenly cured. And there, there isn't, it's an excitement, it's not a nervousness. Now, yeah. maybe originally it might have been that nervousness, but for me, I actually took a course a Florida Realtors course we have, and, a, and it's a national course, it's called the GRI, and Realtors are in this Graduate Real Estate Institute designation. And so I took this course, and I wrote Florida Realtors a letter, and I said, thank you so much for letting me take this course, but I gotta let you know the instructor said three or four things that were, were just quite frankly wrong. You were one of those students. Yes. I was one of those students, <laughs> and they wrote me back a letter, and they said, well, if you think you can do a better job, you give it a shot. Oh, they called you out. And so, and, and this is true, and I don't ever talk about this, so I hope nobody's listening. I failed my first audition to be an instructor because they didn't, going back 30 years, they said I didn't know how to use the... Uh, what they call that overhead machine? Computers. You still, you still don't know how to use technology. Oh. <laughs> no. What, what? Oh, the the old school projector yes. like with with the yes. clear yes. and you wrote with yes. the visa yes. That's how old so, we are. <laughs> so they said, "Well, Grant, you didn't turn it off as you walked in front of it." Well, I'm now. That's a no no. That's a no no. So I'm now extraordinarily conscientious whether I you know of his overhead projector. Of yes. My overhead projector. <laughs> That's what it was. An That's overhead what it projector. Was. That's okay. what it was. What do you mean? You still use those, don't you? <laughs> no, they have good, but now I am so conscientious about PowerPoints and how to use PowerPoints properly and, yeah. did, and, and what to do and what not to do. Did either one of you all take courses like Toastmaster courses or courses on public speaking or? I'm a, I'm, I'm a Toastmaster. I'm, so. I am not a Toastmaster. And I guess it's just trial. What do they say? Fi trial, trial by fire? Yeah. 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 I think it's that, and I think it's, um, for me, I don't view it so much as teaching, which is why I don't like the 13,000 numbers or the big numbers. I view it more as, we call it conversational style. Mm -hmm. So we like to have conversations with the students and chat with them and um, just make it be a, a more, very comfortable learning environment because again, we're learning off them just as much as they're but learning off of us. But 100%, anybody listening who wants to be a public speaker I highly recommend the networking mm -hmm. and the education that you get from being a Toastmaster because it's a lot of work. And you're giving presentations in front of people and you're being critiqued. And, and Cynthia and I, any course that we teach, we always get these, you know, you have 50, 100 students and if one student would write a grant was terrible today and 99 said grant was great, I used to think I was terrible because the one person didn't like the tie I was wearing. Mm -hmm. And so I learned to get over the, you know, everybody won't love you, although you want that to happen. So key point, key well, and, takeaway, and, and keep understand mind, that. Yeah, you can't be all things to all people or um, you know, if you're being recorded, please know you're not being recorded for you to go watch and listen to. So it doesn't matter what you think you look like or what you sound right. like, you're doing it for the audience members. And if you can just change and impact three people, you did your job, but as Grant said, you'll probably get 99 of 100. Mm -hmm. Fantastic, even if it was 90 at 100. Wow, 90 people found what you did to be worthwhile. Toastmasters is interesting. We had um, a guest on probably six months ago now. He's a financial advisor, his name is Todd Bryant, he's a local guy. Uh, went to UCF, uh, which is my alma mater here in Orlando. And I just saw online that because of Todd's, he's been successful, he's been now a successful uh, alumnus of UCF, but he is a Toastmaster. He was invited 
last week to go speak at graduation commencement. That's wow. like what a cool opportunity, right? Wow. And, and and this is someone that if you go back and listen to his episode or heard his story, he got into Toastmasters because while he's a, he, he started his career, the way that he started networking was by doing trivia. He started doing trivia while he was launching his personal finance career, mm -hmm. and then trivia led him to want to become better, uh, being a trivia host. Then he went to Toastmasters and he started competing. Um, on my end, shout out to a buddy of mine, Renee Rodriguez, which Grant, I, I know you know Renee. I don't I know do. if you and Renee have ever been acquainted. He's out of um, Minnesota. He's a, he's a big name in the mortgage industry. He's not a lender per se. He is more of a mindset public speaking person, but it's uh, R-E-N-E, -E, Renee Rodriguez. And he has a course called Amplify. And I've had it on my short list of things that I really want to go do where it's like a two or three day intimate affair. And I think he does it online. I'm not a big online person. I'm not a big virtual person. I want to go there. I want to network with the other eight to 10 people who are going to pay the money to go. But if anyone is truly serious, check out Toastmasters. Yes. And if you have the money and you're at a point in your career where you really want to go next level, check out my buddy, Renato Rodriguez, check out his, his uh, course called Amplify. And I think it's A-M-P, Amp, F-L-I-I, -I. It's, it's spelled a little bit weird, um, but nonetheless, just shout out to him because it's a really cool course, something that I personally want to do and I haven't had a chance to you do it You mentioned yet. a key word though, and, and, and Cynthia, this is gonna resonate with you, but he used the word competitive. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, you can ask Cynthia later why she's cracking up. Regardless of the profession you're in, you have to be competitive first with yourself. How am I gonna be how am I competitively going to be better? And then when you present competitively, you want to be better and you keep improving yourself. And Cynthia's laughing because the two of us are very competitive, very competitive with one another. And we're talking evaluations in the 99.1, I won't tell them who gets more of the higher evaluations, <laughs> but you can guess. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that person's just, not wearing uh, white. Um, <laughs> let's just say I've, I've had my share of victories and I've had my share of losses. Uh, but with that said, uh, I'm a retired competitive water skier. I am neurotically competitive. When I see you in the gym, my performance on my elliptical machine goes up. True, true story. So, so Grant is um, 20 years my senior, okay? And You're so nice. What's that? <laughs> hey, hey hold least. on. No, no, because he doesn't act it. Okay, we uh, and and I know his wife Sean's like, oh, he doesn't act it, but like in a good way, he does. I mean, he's still going out to Aspen and skiing. He still likes sitting down and, and enjoying his libations, and he gives his sons who are in their twenties a run for their money. Um, but yes, I'll get next to Grant on the elliptical. We are five minutes into a workout. Hey, Dio, what lever are you on? And then and I'll tell him. He's like, yeah, but what incline? Like. Yeah. You know, but but that, going yeah, back to the right. to the important piece though on loan production on being a top agent. I mean, Cynthia, whether you know it or not, owned a, a real estate company with an excess of 120 agents and so sold she, it right and, and and sold it. Yeah. you know because high five, uh, <laughs> high five, you know big high five yeah. on yeah. that. But nonetheless, um, 
we've seen the competitive nature within ourselves. We've seen the competitive nature within some of your producers within Waterstone and gosh knows Waterstone and Dustin's a great producer and Smalls and the, the company has great producers. I'm blessed because at Ameris Bank, we have a lot of great producers. Cynthia and I- as Is it Ameris now? I, I think I said Fidelity. It's Ameris. It's Ameris Bank. It's Ameris. I work for Ameris Bank. Okay. Fidelity merged with Ameris yep. Bank, but, but nonetheless, uh, Cynthia and I get this incredible opportunity. We travel about the country. Uh, obviously, after COVID, we stopped traveling and went to Zoom. We get to meet an incredible amount of agents. We understand what drives those agents, what makes them successful, how to be a standout agent. You know, the greatest compliment I ever get is when my former students come up to me and say to me, you know, Grant, what you taught me 10 years ago, I'm still using to this day. And Cynthia has people come up and said, you know, what you shared with me. And, and Cynthia, you, you got to well, start talking about this. Well, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut you, you off because, look, you, you and I combined can't hold a candle to her. No. Okay. You and I haven't haven't built our own real estate office with a hundred agents and sold no. it. We don't we don't have a plethora of rental properties that cash flow like crazy. We haven't written how many books now, Cynthia? Five? Three. Three? Three three, three books. Three books as well as being not just a, an instructor for Florida, but you instruct all over the country. All over the country. Which kudos to the two of you. I think there's like what, hundred and fifty instructors just in Florida? And I would guess arguably you guys are one and two. One and two, it's except you. except for the the times that Grant thinks he should be one, and then Cynthia like <laughs> like begrudgingly takes a back seat to make yeah. Grant feel good about but himself. But don't let Dustin's short sell you. You know, but, Dustin has a Super Bowl award winning team in at Waterstone. I've been blessed. I've had some Super Bowl winning mortgage branches. I've I've worked with, including Dustin and everybody here. I've worked with some of the greatest loan officers. Uh, that exist in Florida, but but with that said, yeah, you let's know, let's get into the book. Yeah, let's like let's talk like like about we use well. we use this book as our motivation for today's topic, mm -hmm. um, and the title, if you can see it right here, is the standout agent. And I don't want to give away all of the no. the clues, but let's let's tease <laughs> it a little bit. Let's sure. tease the book. What what was the motivation behind the book, and what is um, some of the the biggest um, ideas that you're conveying and teaching in the book? So the first two books that I wrote are specifically about investing. So the first one, The High Heels Landlord, obviously about buying and... and love, love the title, The High <laughs> Heels Landlords. Yeah. And, yep. and it's so. red high heels and yes. here she goes <laughs> flaunting yes. her so, red again today. So um, the second book was a follow-up to that of how to find tenants and get them in your properties and so on. So I, I took a totally different spin with this book because I was asked by so many students, we get asked so often tell me your story or tell me how you get started or what should we do with this or what should we do with that so i kind of uh just i took 2020 and like you did as well right and make it successful you earned your uh my cmb yeah, yeah. that's awesome and so you know you um also started your book and I, so I, I went out to Vail. <laughs> true story i went out to Vail. i spent a couple of weeks there pre-covid and i started my book and then covid hit and Oh, for someday that He's book will. He's gonna get his book done. I, the, the book I remember. Will be done. I remember seeing Grant in the gym right before COVID hit because he was going out <laughs> to Vail, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to Vail. I'm gonna write my book." I'm like, "Oh, that's so awesome!" Yeah, and and I'm like, "I can't wait to hear more about it." Then COVID hit, and we quit going to the gym. We quit. We quit seeing each other, and then I ran into him what two months ago. Once we all started getting back to life and getting vaccinated, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, hey, how's the book? He goes, oh, well, um. It got back burnered. 
It, yeah, well, it totally I, did. I, I think the Blantons. I think the Blantons was was uh, was too tasty out in Vail. Yeah. The skiing was too good, and writing ten pages a day might have taken the back seat. But now we've announced it, so he has to. Oh, do John, it. John Coleman totally. says if you if you put it out in the universe, That's it'll right. happen. You know, if it, any it, of you see Grant, ask him how his book's know, going. It, it's kind of like I read Barry Habib's book, Money on the Street. Is it good? It, and and it's a Barry story. Yeah. It's, it's it's a great book, and don't get me wrong, but you're thinking Money on the Streets. It's going to be a, a book, because Barry is such a great market guru about how to play the market, how to win the market. The difference between Barry's books and Cynthia's books is Cynthia's books actually telling you how to do it, how to, how to become a property investor. Her third book, Standout Agent, how to be a standout agent. So the difference in certain books, is it an autobiography about what you've done in your life? And trust me. My book, if I wrote that book about my life, would be, you'd be fascinated from my trips to Peru and, and my competitive skiing and Napa Valley stories and everything else. Because remember, it goes back to fun and money. But Cynthia's books, I want to go back to this. <clears throat> it's about how to do it, how to be a standout agent, how to be a high-heeled landlord. Dustin, you and I, in those red pumps not gonna cut it all right so let's do this let's shut up and let Cynthia go so I do talk about the wow factor in there and in other words for you know real estate agents probably a penny a dozen right Uh, of those so you know how do you stand out how do you make yourself different from the crowd Uh, I talk about a lot of techniques to use so you know so many people especially starting out in your career I know when I started my career I was clueless I was very lost and it took me a few years to really kind of feel my way, about a year and a half. And um, But then once I kind of got in the groove and I had systems in place, uh, it really helped me. So, you know, the big thing is first starting with your foundation. I constantly say Noah built the ark before the rain came. So you have to have your solid foundation. You have to know your business. You have to know the products inside and out or what, you know, whatever business uh, you're in. And so from there, it's developing that wow factor, that difference that Chick-fil-A and Publix and when are uh, yeah, don't, don't use them. Walt Disney World. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of them offer in Ritz-Carlton, and there's a bunch of them. And so kind of going into that and helping people develop through the course in the book and take action with developing that. Then putting in uh, into play systems, automations, you know, making things work without replacing the relationship. Because people do business with people because they like them, because they click, because they have something similar, something in common. So a lot of the common things that we experience in real estate that you experience in your business as well, rejection. Right. Um, you know, just the, the it, nobody likes to be rejected, but it's a part of what we do. And so I tell my first story of rejection and how I overcame that and how it literally altered the entire course of my life literally and um and how powerful that is and so you can't look at rejection as being rejected you have to look at it as moving on to the next rejection to get you to the positive right that's going to apply count count the no's to find your yeses exactly exactly so um i talk about the power of donuts which is (laughs) intrigued you yes uh which you don't get to eat but you do get to use donuts to your huge advantage to uh, Popeye, right? And, and see people and, and say hi to them. And I have a very different philosophy. A lot of uh, real estate professionals think they should just like market to neighborhoods or market to the masses. I came from an advertising background prior to real estate. I don't believe in that. I call those one and dones. So, you know, a real estate agent will uh, take a listing and then when they sell it, they'll send out a postcard to the entire neighborhood going, look, I sold this property. 
And then they never talk to them again. And then they wonder two months later why another seller chose a different realtor to list. And when they sent that postcard to them, they should have got that listing. It doesn't work that way. It's a relationship business. So instead of the one and dones, it's establishing relationships over a long period of time. It also talks about um, repetitive business because in real estate, the starvation rate currently is 12 years. The starvation rate. The starvation rate. So what does that mean? Well, you go and you buy a house and you move and you have a great experience with your realtor and you love them and they're doing great things for you and you say, I'm definitely gonna use them again. But then you don't move for 12 years. That's the national average. So in 12 years, you forgot their name, what company they work for, how to find them, right? And so if I am your realtor and I'm waiting for you to come back and buy another house, what am I gonna do to eat in the next 12 years? I'm gonna starve. And so you have to fix, you have to cure that starvation rate as a real estate, as a loan officer, same thing. Yes. We thrive on repeat business um, and that's a majority of who we wanna work with, but at the same time, you can't wait. You know, you've gotta make that happen through other uh, means. So uh, talk about opportunities to do that and how I kind of found a, a way out of my starvation rate. And well, So this is not just a great book for a realtor to read. It's going to be a great real, a great book for anyone who's in sales, especially loan officers. Because something that I teach them is like, look, you're a partner to your realtor and your builder. A partner. A partner helps someone by investing in their success. That's what a partner does. A partner has their six. They have their back. Well, if you're able to read Cynthia's book, understand it, you then as a partner can take some of what you learned and start regurgitating it to your agents. Because mm -hmm. maybe you can't convince them to pick up the book and read 10 pages a night the way that we learned by doing 75 hard, but now you're bringing them value. I talk about the same thing with Mike Mayer's book, Seven Levels of, of uh, Communication. Like as a lender, read that book. As a, really any business operator, mm -hmm. any entrepreneur, you should read those books because there's valuable lessons. You can take out realtor and probably input so many other uh, uh, professions or, 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 yeah, or, or sales gigs, sales jobs uh, by doing so. It's funny. I've been very fortunate that the book, the first week it was released, went to a number one seller. So it was really... How does that happen, by the way? <laughs> uh, I mean... Um, she ordered they, 100 yeah. <laughs> copies on day one and then bam, um, she's number one. But no, I, when I wrote the book, sincerely, it was just for real estate agents because I've been very blessed to have a successful career. And, um, you know, when you really think about a real estate career, the sky is the limit. There is so much mm -hmm. potential and opportunity and income that my college degree didn't provide me, basically. And so why I left my previous career. So um, I really wrote it for real estate professionals. But after I wrote the book and I started getting feedback from people that reached out to me, because that is part of the book, is share this. Share this with people. Share it with other people in your office, you know, and so on. And that's in the book as well. But um, I, I heard from a branch manager of a bank that said, almost every single thing in this applies to me yeah. and what I do with my employees and in my branch. And I went, I've never thought about that. I had an insurance agent reach out, reach out to me. That said, this is phenomenal stuff. And of course I've had real estate agents and you know, a, a lot of those as well. Shout out to Eve. She yeah. put some stuff in action and got some really hey, great success. A couple success, key but. takeaways there. Number one, when you purchase a book, don't purchase one, purchase two. Ooh, oh, 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 I love this. I love this. Why? Okay. Why? But let me get to the okay. second point, and then I'm going to go back to the first point. Number two, always, <laughs> always read with a highlighter. So the first book you're reading, and you're highlighting the important key points. 
the reason why you're buying two books to get to your point is because you're giving that book to uh, a referring partner or to someone in your sphere or one of your friends. Never give away a book that you haven't read. Rule number one, never give away a book you haven't read, but first read the book, highlight what's important, give out the book. Obviously, you talk about branding, brand the book. You know, we, we started that five, six years ago at, at Waterstone when we had our little stamps and labels about compliments of the Dustin Owen team, of the Grant Simon team. These uh, are awesome nuggets, <coughs> write, write a note and the inside of it to the person you're giving oh, it to. It's, it's but like you said, you have to have read it yourself. Oh you know, like, God. I mean, I could say I really loved chapter 13. Yes. Or, it reminds um, me of you. Yes. And, and let me throw in here how this can help you. I had a book that I really liked that I read that most people would not want to read. It's on the tax laws. Most people think that's horribly boring. But I loved it so much, I sent a copy to an attorney that I know. Attorneys have tax issues, right? Because yeah. they make a lot of money. So, or successful ones do. So, uh, anyways, it saved him a lot of money and he turned around and referred me some incredible business. Yeah. So, it can also be, I mean, that was not my intent, but it brought me business. But in reading with a highlighter, if you picked up and sitting right over there, John Maxwell's Five Levels of Leadership, you would have thought that the publisher screwed up because there's just yellow neon. <laughs> throughout the entire thing, but it's one of my favorite books. It's actually a book that, not only did I highlight, I then turned around and taught it. I taught a class on it, and it's amazing how much I retained. I mean, I read it, and then a month later I went and taught a course, but because I was teaching a course on it, I had to develop the course, which meant I had to then go and, and read it. Dang. And it just reiterated, like, wow, I really comprehended the book once I taught it, not maybe necessarily after I read it one time. Um, but, you know, those are all fantastic tips, tricks, tactics that any salesperson can do to set themselves out because not once did you talk about your product or your service, right? Not your pricing. No, no, this was, this was about paying it forward and helping someone else out. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to ask you this, and this, we were talking about this off camera, Cynthia, where you're like, oh my God, I could tell you so many horror stories about <laughs> what some professionals have done. Because when you're an instructor, typically someone's in there sponsoring the class. And if you sponsor a class, you get to stand up and speak for 30 seconds to five minutes. Um, can, you, can you give us it, the do nots I think we covered, right? Were, were there any yeah. do nots that we didn't cover? I would love to touch on this. Subject yes. Because I think really we all, even if we don't plan on standing up in front of an audience and sponsoring a class and, and speaking in front of people, we meet people one-on-one. -on -one. We meet people at a Chamber of Commerce event, a BNI group, a, you know, anywhere and anywhere. And so I think having your speech, for lack of better terms, uh, your five minute, if you want to call it elevator speech, whatever, um, but knowing your product, knowing who you are, knowing what makes you different. And really the big question is from the consumer standpoint, why would I hire me, right? If I don't know why I would hire me, I can't possibly have them understand why they should hire me. So if you, I, I would recommend for everybody Sit down and write down those tips of why someone should hire you. And it cannot be like Grant mentioned, just that you give good service. Because that, everybody says that. It, yeah. You know, it cannot be generic. What makes you different? And so... That's like writing your elevator speech. People will not sit down and write yes. their elevator speech. And so, to your point, write down what you're... It's hard to sit down and write, mm -hmm. by the way. You mm -hmm. know? So, yeah. kudos to you and, and the three that'll soon be 10 books, but, uh, but, but I don't know about that. But, um, but so basically if they come up with, you know, their, their speech, 
and know that and practice it in front of a mirror. I can't tell you how many times I practice in front of a mirror before that very first class and then beyond that. And knowing and understanding what you're saying, how you say it, how it comes out. But it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the consumer, right? So what is it that is what I call a pain point, which I also discuss in the book. But what is that pain point that the consumer has right now at this moment that I can fix, that I can make their life better? I'll tell you, I'm, I'll shout out uh, one of the pain points that I'm dealing with right now that I'm overcoming. And, and as a real estate agent, uh, there are a lot of people that take photos of their of their buyers or sellers and they post them on social media. Congratulate my customer, they just bought this house, they just sold this house. I am not a fan of that practice per, for my personal business. Okay. There's nothing wrong with other people doing that, but I use that to my advantage. I work with um, some very high profile people. Uh, I got a call yesterday from a very high profile person that was referred to me from another very high profile person I've worked with and the first word out of his mouth is, I understand you're gonna respect my privacy. That's how I get my customers is I don't. So blab. that's your unique selling proposition. Bingo. It doesn't have to do with anything about I'm going to list it for this much or this little. I'm going to do I'm going to pick up my phone at 11 p.m. when you call me. Your, yeah. your go to is I respect your privacy. Bingo. If the crowd's moving this way, I move this way. I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. I want to do the exact opposite. And how do I do that? that that's a key point about doing what everybody else does. And 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 that rolls back into teaching classes and speaking in front of people you've got to differentiate yourself you've got to go against the grain if you're doing what everybody else does then you're not a standout loan officer you're not a standout real estate agent whatever your profession is and so it's really you know go against i love that go against the the tide and and, and be different so i'm going to share this uh, for the audience like here's gonna be a massive takeaway. I'm gonna share one of my secrets. And by the way, like most things I do in my life, this is not original, right? <laughs> this was taught to me. I probably put my own spin on it. I've probably used it 1700 times. Therefore, it's kind of become second nature. So it's evolved. But so many times, especially early in my career, I'd go and I'd sponsor an event, right? Some realtor event or some uh, event for HR managers or divorce attorneys, you know, people who can refer lenders business. And I fell into the trap because I was young and ignorant and experienced that I would just be, you know, say, oh, we can close loans fast. Or, you know, I have my cell phone on me 24 seven, call me if you need me. And the guy's name, he's actually a local guy, Rich Carpentieri, I believe it was. No, it wasn't necessarily Rich, but is that one of Rich's events? Nonetheless. Probably bold. It, it was at a bold event, which is a Keller Williams event. And someone pulled me aside and said, hey, when you go to speak, I'm going to, I'm going to encourage you to use this. So I'm going to tell people what this is anymore. If I am sponsoring an event or Waterston sponsoring an event and someone has asked me to, to be the person speaking, I acknowledge to the group. So thank you very much for attending. I know no one came here to hear me speak, but I came here because my company or myself, we want to get to know you. And we also wanted to help subsidize the cost to you. So by us sponsoring it, it made it either free for you or made it cheaper for you to come. You don't want to hear me talk to you about how great I think I am. And I don't even know if what I'm going to tell you is what you want to hear, but here's what I'm going to ask. I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to let you get on with your class. And the reason why you came for one understanding, would you please grant us the courtesy that when me or one of my sales professionals reaches out to you to want to build a relationship, just say yes, whether it's coffee, whether it's lunch or whether it's, it's a zoom, 
Would you just, as a way of saying thank you to us for showing up today and helping sponsor this event, that you give us the opportunity to get to know you, your business, and how we can contribute? And then I stop. It's certainly powerful. And then I stop because I don't like it when vendors stand up and they talk about their latest, greatest technology, Where, which if you got to know me, technology does not excite me mm-hmm. at all. Like, to me, the Internet's good for email and fantasy football. <laughs> like, I really don't know. And, and maybe checking uh, Facebook. Like, I don't know what else the Internet's good for. That when is your kids get PG-13. Older. When your kids get older for keeping up with your children. Yeah, but it's like, you know, but if you want to, oh, we had this great app. Yep, you lost me. Yeah. What you should have done is been like, hey, I'm going to shut up. This is who I am. This is how you get a hold of me. I'm going to reach out to you. I'm going to want to meet with you. And let's talk about working together. And you know what's funny is a lot of people do get wrapped up in the technology. But when you, I'm a big generation person. I love to study the generations. And when you look at the Gen Z generation, which is now 26 years old and younger, they use technology, but it's not that exciting. So in other words, they're very relationship driven. When you came in your office and you flipped the light switch and the lights come on, you didn't go, wow, that was so cool. No. Because it's electricity, it's supposed to work, right? And yes. when it doesn't, it's an inconvenience. But Grant, Grant still gets excited <laughs> when he flips on the light no, switch. I, I get excited with the candle. Okay. <laughs> so that's the idea though of the Z generation is what's the big deal about technology? It should just work. And so people who are up there, I see it as well. And they're like, oh, but we have this great app we just developed. And I'm like, you and 50 million yeah, other so people. Like, I yeah. hate apps. But that goes back yeah. to this whole, you know, you mentioned Gen Z or, or whether it's Y or civics. In any classroom, in any presentation, two key points. Number one, know your audience because you're going to have a diversified audience. And number two, understand that um, civics learn different than boomers, that learn different than Xers, than learn different than Y's, then learn different than Z's. I'm so impressed you went through them all. Oh you know them all. Gosh. What's a civic? I What's don't know what a civic is. is. Uh, uh, that's a, a civic is the eldest generation the silent right now. generation, Since, if yeah. you will. It used they to also be call s- it the greatest generation. Okay. So like George Bush that passed away a few years yes. ago, he's the greatest generation. Okay. So, so nonetheless, you have to understand in a presentation, and, and what uh, the average age of the realtor is obviously over 50 years old. 57. However, however, Still. However, yes. However, it is transitioning. And so, you know, uh, to the loan officers who might want to team up with someone, always a great idea to, to team up with a different generation. And it really can boost you. But understand your audience. Understand that they learn differently. Some of your PowerPoints have to be addressed to different people. Um, so it's knowing your audience, uh, understanding who's there, mm-hmm making it not about you. I mean, you've had some great takeaways today, Dustin. It's just well, that's what I was, yeah. I was getting at, because we're, we're getting to where we're running up on time, and I want to find a couple ways to make sure we're giving some decent takeaways, decent tie-downs. If there's anything we didn't get across, and, and you can get it across talk, talk in a minute or two. Just briefly, uh, Cynthia, talk about your course that to get a course CE approved. I think yeah, that would didn't. be helpful. So, uh, you know, the... The idea is, again, going back to you have to know your business, you have to know it inside and out and be the best that you can be in that. And then once you're ready to kind of share that, there are a couple of benefits you can receive from just even speaking at some type of event. There's lots of events, re-events and things, which is real estate investors. Uh, There's a lot of groups that you could go and speak at and and RIA's all over the country. Um, But basically, if you have your material and you have your information, you have your understanding, once you write this course, and I'll, I'll go into that detail, you become an expert. But and I so don't have to write that. a course to become an instructor. You don't have to write a course to become an instructor. However, 
you know what's in your brain better than anybody else. Yes. So when you write your own course, there's a couple of benefits from that. One, you teach it better than anybody else, and they and people love to go to the author. They love to hear it from the direct source. So that is the credibility, I guess you could say, okay. that comes along with that. The other uh, opportunity that comes along with that is it's your course. So if you write a course on something that you're specialized in or your topic or uh, one of your audience members knows something inside and out and they write a course, people have to go to them to get that. And so they, again, it elevates them out of the crowd and it makes them stand out. So you out. have a way to teach me how, how I can not course. only become a CE instructor, but I can write my own course. Bingo. Okay, so how do I do that? So I have an on-demand class that okay. I, an on-demand course that I have What produced. does on-demand mean? Uh, it means take it 24 seven from okay. your pajamas anywhere you want, okay. basically. So um, it is, uh, it, on-demand is, is convenience. So uh, this course walks through the whole process from start to finish. Again, I've written three books. I've written over a hundred courses for a variety of states in the National Association of Realtors and local associations and whatnot. So I've done a lot of writing. Um, I personally love writing, but not everybody does. So I give a lot of shortcut methods, a lot of ways of how you can write a book as big or small as you want with a very, very easy secret author method of how most authors write. Yeah, their you books. have to um, you have to increase your margins and you have to increase your header and your footer and you have to use Grant Simon 16 point font. <laughs> the, the, and, the real and, key. And that's so I can get to 200 the, pages. The real key in, in writing those classes is understanding your timelines, understanding yeah. your objectives. Mm -hmm. All the requirements uh, of them. You know, it, it's whether you're yeah. going to write a two hour, a three hour, a four hour, seven hour, eight hour course what you're going to do. So I'll do this. The on-demand course is available on my website, CynthiaDeLuca.com. Spell DeLuca. Well, actually, uh, JC's going to have it right down on. Well, awesome. you know what? But not everyone watches us. Some people oh, tune in listen. via okay. Spotify. And, and so, so Cynthia DeLuca is C-Y-N-T-H-I-A-D-E-L. UCA.com. Perfect. Got it right. yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> I know how to think about it. And um, uh, on demand courses on my website, and it's how to write a course. It's pretty simple. So for your podcast listeners, I will put a coupon on there for 20% off oh, with awesome. the coupon word podcast. How about that? Oh, and I love it. That's easy enough to spell well, out. Well, right? I'm going to need to take the course because when John Coleman finally gets our website launched, we are going to need to dive into some educational content that people can can consume because the podcast just isn't enough. That's what we're finding. Yeah. Our audience is reaching out like, dude, we love what you're doing, but can you do more? Well, we couldn't do more without this this website. So once John finally figures out how to build a website and gets Dennis to help us out, then um, I'm you're shaming need, him. That's oh. not right. Yeah. <laughs> to, to the lenders, though, listening to today's course, once you write a CE course, and you get it approved for continuing education. No matter what state, by no the way. No matter what so state, wherever, it, yeah. it doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean you're gonna get hired to present it. It means you own a course that has CE approval. But if you are going to present that course for CE credit to realtors, you cannot do it for free. If you do it for free, you violated RESPA. So you have to be very, and so, uh, quite frankly, I do not, sp and I don't speak for free, quite frankly, and all of my CE courses are, you know, are paid for. You know, some loan officers would, would, would just love to be able to give their presentation for free. But you can't do so. But it's a violation. That's, that's, that's a, a great point. Violation. That's a great so point, Grant. Thank you, you for sharing that. I knew you brought me here for <laughs> some one reason. Yes. But, no, but nonetheless, you know, you have to be very cautious because if I give you three CE credits for free, I have violated RESPA. Mm -hmm. sure. So you don't want to do that. You have to make sure you're charging for the course. 
And if you want to learn how to write a course, CynthiaDeLuca.com, on demand. And she offered it at a discount for listening to TLOP. So how about this? Parting shots. Um, one of the underlying themes of this entire show, this ecosystem that we're trying to build here at TLOP, is everything you should have learned in high school but didn't, just because it wasn't taught, right? Like, when, when you're thinking of something that you could pass on to um, a younger professional, whether they're younger in life or younger in their career, what, what are one or two things that each of you would want to pass on to that person that they can take with them to better themselves professionally and personally? I'm going to build on what Grant just said. I think one of the biggest things that all professionals across all industries struggle with, and I, I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching, and I see this with almost every single person I coach, they don't understand their value. If you don't understand your value, no one's going to hire you. You're going to end up giving your time away when you could be using that time to do other valuable or income-producing opportunities. So it's really knowing and understanding your value. Do you have an exercise for someone to go through? It's in the book. It's in the – no, I love that. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to tee you up. Beautiful. Okay, because I'm assuming there are exercises. So know your value. Yep. Do you have a, 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 mm -hmm. a number two behind that, or is it know um, your value? And I think – Besides knowing your value, it's then don't do things that don't equate to your value. So, I mean, simple little things, right? Like hire a cleaning service or hire a, a meal delivery company, you know, that if I don't have to spend an hour each night cooking, which by the way, I do, I do love to cook, but that's an example, right? You can hire that out because I could produce more wealth doing something else. Um, rather than just doing, or even if it's just sitting on the beach, right? I would rather do that than vacuum my, my floors or whatever it is. Get a robot vacuum. You know, there's a, there's a lot of other opportunities. So it's a lot of delegation, a lot of activities. I have quite a few virtual assistants I work with on a regular basis. I did not design my book cover. I did not design any of that. Um, and I actually have an exciting shout out I'll say right now is um, the book has actually had such success that Amazon is producing it as one of the first hardcover books in real estate that they will be no way yeah, congratulations Thank you. that is freaking awesome so it just reminded that me because is... my va emailed me this yeah. morning so, so remember I'd... buy two of those yeah. books read one yourself give one <laughs> yeah. to another yeah. agent but but all right so what are your two grant I, I, what are your I tell two you, biggest my two things are, are number one you've got to have fun i got to go back to this. you got to enjoy what it is that you're doing. So if you're not passionate about it, if you don't have the attitude, if you don't wake up every single morning with the three E's, energy, enthusiasm, and excitement, if you're not fired up about doing it, nobody around you will. So you got to be fired up. you got to read. you got to educate yourself. And then you've got to present yourself. So. Which, by the way, reading also counts, in my mind, as audiobooks, yes. podcasts, yes. it's anything that's developing your brain. So I'm a big Zig Ziglar fan, Automobile University. Anytime I'm in my vehicle, there is a book or a podcast playing. And I'll shout out two books, uh, It Takes What It Takes and What It Takes. Very similar <laughs> names, but great books. The, different the, books, uh, yeah. Different books, but just... Just absolutely incredible. You gotta read, you gotta read or listen to books if you don't like to read. But I think that's, you know, the biggest takeaway. I would echo everything you all said. So thank you. Thank you for your time, Cynthia. Thank you for your time, Grant. This has been a phenomenal episode. I'm I'm grateful to have reintroduced to Cynthia to be a friend with Grant. Um, you know, and and I look forward and I hope that 
this relationship as it pertains to with, with TLOP continues because as we expand the website, we're gonna need people like you, Cynthia, people like you, Grant, to help contribute and bring value to our listeners. I hope that's something we can talk about offline. But in the meantime, he's Grant Simon. She's Cynthia DeLuca. I'm Dustin Owen. You have tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast, and that's all the time we have for you today. Peace.